Welcome everyone, we're about to begin Bessus Hashem, BPM number 14, um, that's Bayes Panimi, share number 14 for the men. We started talking about listening overall, and now we're going to talk about empathetic listening. To develop that skill of empathetic listening can enhance and change your marriage 180 degrees into the positive direction in all areas of life, in all areas of married life. And um, even in when it comes to sexual and bedroom activity and enhancing that area of life as well. It may seem that it's totally indirect. We always said many, many times that the outside of the bedroom affects what's inside and the inside, the outside. Both have to be emphasized. Both have to be addressed in any marriage. But I will tell you that it may seem very indirect and if you practice and learn this skill of being a truly empathetic listener, uh, not with any uh, shtick and not with any uh, shortcuts and not with any uh, manipulations, but to really learn and develop how to do this, this is a Pesach to enhance all aspects of marriage. And it is very clear that the intimate physical sexual aspects will also be enhanced ultimately if this empathetic listening is developed because this is a real, real deep need um, for wives to have this and when they have this they feel loved and when they feel loved they'll reciprocate and they'll reciprocate physically as well um, because this is really a true aspect of showing your love and something that your wife truly, truly needs. Empathetic listening means, number one, is that you're not just listening, but you're actually caring. You're caring while you're listening. If you listen to information that your wife's saying, even if you're listening 100%, but you're not caring while you're listening, that's not real listening. This empathetic listening means that... You're listening for the sake of sharing, for the sake of connecting, for the sake of supporting, for the sake of encouraging. An empathetic listener spends most of the time doing just that, simply listening out of caring. And acquiring this skill is such a critical need in your marriage but it'll help you overall in life in general, in every interaction. But this skill helps you fill your marital responsibility in so many ways. It'll teach you the midah of listening with your ear. Shasika, to use your silence in healthy ways that are beneficial for your own growth as a person is so clear and obvious, and as a husband, even more clear and more obvious, of what a chesed you do for your wife by listening with care and being silent because you're listening with care. And the way you do this is is you try to imagine the feelings and experiences that your wife is describing. So this is partly of what we discussed in the previous shir, that do not ridicule, even in your mind, what you think may be petty or unimportant or over-emotional in your wife, and don't look down at it anymore. Look at it as part of her, 
as part of her life. It may seem trivial, but it's not trivial at all. It really matters. And if she's in the midst of describing something, you know, and as she's describing something, you picture yourself as she's saying it, that situation, to try to feel what she's feeling. Or picture her in that situation and allow yourself to feel that concern that she's feeling or that pity that she's feeling. Or if she's suffering, to understand that suffering. So even if she saw, for example, I was on the street and I saw this person in the store and Nebuch, she has a child that's ill and 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 she feels bad about it. So as your wife's talking about it, try to feel what she's feeling when she saw that person. That itself, by doing that, your wife senses that you're actually with her and you're feeling her emotions, which you are, and you connect in a very deep way. Sometimes when you're empathetically listening, you, you interject with expressions like, this must have been very difficult, or you add, I'm, you know, I'm impressed how you managed to gather your wits together and make it work out at the end. Let's say your wife is working part-time and she's talking to you about a stressful situation at work. And you tell her as you're listening to whatever she's saying, I don't know if I would be able to manage the situation as well as you did. Those caring comments, exactly in line of what your wife is saying, creates a bond. It creates that true feeling of how the speaker, your wife, feels that they're really being listened to and that you do really care about what they are saying and you are feeling along with them and you are sharing with them and you're connecting and you're validating what they're saying. And by interjecting here and there words of encouragement, you will point out how impressed you are by them or by how, how you, they handle the situation or how, oh, how, empathy, how much it must have been hard for you, this, and so on and so forth. And when you do this, by the way, very, very, very important, you don't comment on, oh, it could have been done better. I would have done it differently. This would be a better idea. None of that. That's totally in the back burner. You know, if it's something very important, then maybe like uh, an hour later, you want to, oh, by the way, you know, just one point about this. If it's something that your wife would benefit hearing about it, fine, but not now. Not while she's talking. Right now, while she's talking initially, none of those, oh, I could have done things better or I have a better idea. Nothing like that. You listen empathetically to every word she's saying. And even if, let's say, she's describing something and you sense when she's talking, she may have not handled the situation, uh, you know, maybe the right way right now. You know, that don't, 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 don't say that now. Don't even judge that now. No word about that at all, that she may be at fault to a certain degree. No. Right now is not the time for that. Right now is the time just to share and to care and to validate and to encourage and to reflect back that emotion of the experience by adding those short encouraging words like we just said. And um, even when it's not a complaint, let's say it's a positive story your wife's saying, you could also use, while you're listening empathetically, um, you know, you could put in helpful and encouraging comments. So, for example, 
if your wife tells you how wonderful of a day she had and a satisfying day she had, so you try to imagine that joy and that satisfied experience in your mind and you reflect it back to her. That's wonderful. It must have been a pleasant experience. It doesn't surprise me because you're very smart and talented that you're able to do this. Things like that. With those type of comments, you're showing her that you're really enjoying sharing that joy with her. And in addition to adding a word of positive reinforcement, uh, you're showing her how you really enjoy sharing that joy. And this is very important for us men because we often find that when we're expressing this, that's silly. You know, I'm being redundant. I'm repeating something that's the obvious, right? That's our logical brains talking. Like, what's the point of this? You know, she knows this. All you need to say is, oh, very nice. Finish, cool, good. But no, you see, that's where we have to train ourselves to relay in a verbal, empathetic way because by her, she's not just, here's the real key. You know, when you want to give information as a man, you're transmitting information. But when a wife is transmitting information to you, don't think that she's just giving you data. She's sharing with you. See, this is something that many men, many husbands do not realize. That when the wife comes home and came home from shopping, schlepping things, and she says, I got this on sale and I got that on sale. And by the way, I went to there and I went there and went there and that. Let's say she's talking about very practical, down-to-earth uh, stuff. You think that she's just giving over information and that you're getting that information. Very good. And if you care, you care. You don't care, you don't care. But in reality, she's not doing that. It seems externally from her words that she's just giving information. But just what she's really doing is she's sharing with you. She's sharing her life with you. It may sound trivial, but it's not trivial to her at all. Because us men generally do not do this. We do not share our experiences. We do not share our emotions. Like we said before, very often many men don't even like using our emotions. So when men transmit information, it's information. What's appropriate, what's necessary, what's interest. The Yankees won today. The Mets lost yesterday. The Rangers uh, lost in, in the conference final round and finished. But women are different. Their relation and beings, they're not, even though it may seem they're just transferring information, they're not transferring information. It looks like they're transferring information, but they're really, what they're doing is they're connecting. But they're talking to you about the most mundane matters. I went here, I went there, I shopped for this, I got this on sale. They're connecting with you. They're sharing with you. They're relating with you. You need to realize this. When you realize this, it won't be boring anymore. You realize there's something deeper taking place here. You're realizing now that you have an opportunity to fulfill an emotional need that your wife has by listening to that even though it may seem trivial, and you say, oh, how wonderful, I'm glad you got that on sale. Oh, wow, this pleasant thing happened. You comment back, very, very nice. You're not commenting on information. You're reflecting back to her that you're sharing her experience. You're expressing emotion with her. When you understand this, it's a Pesach to have a very, very successful marriage. And I am telling you, long term, this will help in the sexual intimate realm as well because this is something that is a very very deep need for a wife and when she feels loved this way then it's easier for her to express herself 
Now, it's very important when your wife is feeling stressed or overwhelmed and she sometimes needs to make herself feel better by she needs that listening ear. And sometimes you get a babysitter, you take her for a walk and listen. That's a tremendous, tremendous chesed. And that's a tremendous gift that you could give. And if you're a yeshiva bacher, and sometimes you, when your wife needs it, even though she's technically a uh, meichel, or I don't want you to be mavatim taira, you give up your night seder. You give up your night seder because your shalom bias comes before that. That's a chiv of chesed. That's ef sholases ayyadei acherim. That's an interesting way of putting it. That's a chesed, your mavatim taira for mitzvahs that are not shaykh to do by somebody else. The holy minatayr is almanas lasis. The etzem chefts of tayr is only when it is in order to be mekayim what you're learning. So when it's ef when it's efsher lasis aydeyacherim, then continue learning. But when it's ef shalasis aydeyacherim, that's when you stop. So when you know and you sense your wife needs that empathetic ear or quality time, then you mavatul tayr. Because that's what you have to do, and do this chesed. That's ef shalasas Because there are certain things where, okay, call her your best friend. Uh, she's not available. Even if she is available, she needs to talk to you now. Sometimes her best friend won't do it. She needs to talk to you as a husband now. And in those situations, you mavatol the Torah and do that chesed, that mitzvah of chesed of the vahafta of that cannot be done by anyone else other than yourself. And the, that's the way you need to look at it. And don't be resentful about it or be annoyed about it. Realize that this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from you right now. He wants you to have an empathetic ear and an encouraging word to say for your wife. She wants, she needs that now. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling you, I need you as a shliach for me to do this because this is your hischivus right now this is your calling right now now by the way this doesn't mean that it's a one-way conversation it's important also and she'll want you to do this too to share your own thoughts with her sometimes by the way that's a very big need for a wife too i mean most of this year and the last year we talked about fulfilling your wife's needs by listening and empathetic listening but very, very often, it's the other way around also. She wants to do that empathetic listening for you. You don't realize this sometimes, but she really wants it. Sometimes she wants to know how your day is like, how she can help you. And you, you like most men, are not interested really in talking about things that simply uh, seem like even trivial to you, like what's the big deal? But if she needs to know how your day went, and even the trivial things in your day, or to discuss what's bothering you, and sometimes uh, husbands can tend to get annoyed, I can handle it myself, don't, don't tell me, you know, I don't want to tell you what's bothering me, I can handle this one myself. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, the things that you could handle yourself, and, and you don't want your wife to to, to uh, get involved in because you can deal with it yourself. But very often, if there's no harm to it, express it to your wife. Yes, this is something I may need your help with. You need, and, and so that's very important too. So the bottom line from all this is that the listening is one of the greatest gifts you can give your wife and your marriage. And learning this skill is a great source of personal growth. Another thing that's a big nakuda 
is that your wife herself is a great teacher in teaching you about the art of the feminine mode of communication. And very often, by listening to your wife and asking her questions about things and how she's feeling and why she feels a certain way and how she communicates and how she speaks and how she listens and so on and so forth, she could advise you even on what she really needs and what she really needs to hear from you. And... um and, 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 and sometimes you need to simply ask her, you know, especially Yeshiva Bacher, many of them don't know really what to say. If they didn't have a good model from their own parents, uh, they really don't know what to say. Uh, so sometimes you need to ask your wife openly, you know, I want to be a good husband to you. Be open about it. I want to have that emotional connection with you and support. I didn't necessarily learn, um, you know, as a Yeshiva Bacher, either... If even if I had sisters, I didn't really uh, communicate with them in, in, in a in a uh, other than uh, you know the regular sibling rivalry type of things, and I, so I don't understand really what a wife really needs and what the feminine nature is. So maybe you know help me. We're, we're sometimes thick-headed about things. You can even joke around about that. We don't understand women by nature. You know, I'm clueless in many ways. But even though I'm clueless, I'm willing to learn. I want to help. I want to understand. And then when she tells you what she, what, what she cares about and what, what she likes and what she likes being complimented about and what's important to her, listen to her carefully, take notes, and you'll learn, you'll learn a tremendous amount from her when she tells you this. And then you learn it, and then you actually act upon it. And then you, you help her with that. You help, basically, based on her instruction to you, that I, I need, like, you know, you may not understand this, but I need really for you to listen to me. I need you to, I need to talk to you. I need you to sometimes, you know, I, I don't feel good about myself when you, you compliment me, how I look nice makes me feel good, or how this outfit looks nice. It, your opinion counts to me. It's important to me, and so on and so forth. And this is so important to not shut that down, that you open up those conversations even, especially in the early years. And it could be, by the way, even if you married many, many years and you never did this before, and it may be awkward in the beginning to have such conversations, but you do that, you have those conversations and you say, you know, I want to learn more about you and I'm sorry I didn't till now, but please don't tell me and show me and explain to me what your real needs are, what you want from me, what you would like me to do with you and how to interact with you better. And what what you really what you really need from me uh, to make you feel loved and to make you feel cared for, and that is also a big a big tremendous pesach because if you do that, most of the time they'll be willing to say this. Now remember that even if let's say they say this, if you married a while already, and let's say uh, when they're telling you this, they sometimes also voicing complaints about the past when you didn't know this so you weren't ideal, don't take it personally, don't get hurt by it, realize they're just, you know, a little upset about, because in the past you didn't know this, so you didn't behave uh, knowing this, uh, how to be the best ideal husband. So don't take it personally, don't take it to heart. And, you know, if she, if, if part of her conversation is her agmas nefesh on something in the past, but don't, don't take that to heart. Instead, just take the valuable points that you could use from the present point on. I said, what, and what's past is past. But going forward, I'm going to learn this. and I'm going to treat you like a queen. I'm going to treat you like the wife you deserve to be treated as. 
And that's a very, very important site as well. Wishing you all bracha v'atzlacha.